to our assistant pastor, uh, Reverend Terry Minor, and to Reverend Shoemate, who's monitoring the pulpit, to all the preachers, all the deacons, and to all the saints of God, those who are present in the sanctuary and those that are listening in virtually. I greet you in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We are thanking and praising God for this privilege and this opportunity to assemble ourselves together once again. Oh, it's a blessing, I tell you, to serve the Lord. It's a blessing. I want to invite your attention to the gospel according to John, the 14th chapter. Yes, Lord. Gospel according to John, the 14th chapter. We'll be reading from the King James Version, six verses, beginning at verse one. Yes, Lord. If you get there, say amen. amen. All right, we're on the same page. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And whether I go, you know, and the way, you know. Thomas says unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus says unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but by me. We lift our theme from verse 2 and verse 6. Christ's promise and declaration. Christ's promise and declaration. Yes, yes. Listen. <clears throat> Uh, the gospel, according to John, denotes Jesus' true person by highlighting his titles. He is the Word, the only begotten of the Father, the Lamb of God, the Son of God, the true bread. The life, the vine, and the resurrection. I love what John denotes here. John records Christ's eternal deity and his 
existence by the expression of I am. Yeah, yes. I am the verb to be. We find in John's gospel this profound statement, I am the bread of life in John 6 and 35, and I am the light of the world in John 8 and 12. I am the way, the truth, and the life, our theme for this text. John 14 and 6, and I am the resurrection and life. John 11 and 25. Now the greatest of these expressions, of course, is the resurrection. Yes, sir, the resurrection. John's gospel provides an eyewitness, listen, an eyewitness expression, of course, of Jesus Christ. He have us to understand that they found the empty tomb. Now, it's recorded in the record. The empty tomb and Jesus' appearance with his disciples, yes, after his resurrection. Thank you, Jesus. Finally, John declares in that 20th chapter, which denotes the foundation of his book, the 20th chapter, verses 30 and 31. Listen from the King James Version. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, the Bible. It's not written, it's not recorded, but he still performed the signs among the disciples. But these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. If we are going to trust anyone or anybody, promise we should trust Jesus. We ought to trust. Jesus. I don't know about you, but I, who are you trusting in? I, I don't put a whole lot of confidence in Joe Biden. Well, let me give him his respect, President Joe Biden. I know they, they want to give you the stimulus package and all of this, and I know they, they tell us that it's going to be all right, and I know he promises a lot of things like most politicians. But if you're going to trust anybody, it ought to be Jesus. The record is recorded, and it is the foundation. He's the bread of life. He's nourishment for living every day. If we're going to trust anybody, we ought to trust him. He is divine. He is the source of our strength. And if there's anybody we ought to trust, it ought to be Jesus. He, he, he tells us this. It's recorded. It's a record. That we should stand on. Yes. And the record is infallible. Yes sir. It's infallible. It's solid. If we can trust people. And things. Lord have mercy. We ought to trust Jesus. 
we fly all over the world. And those who know me personally know if I don't have to fly, I don't fly. Nowhere. But if I have to, I'm going to get on the plane and I'm going to pray and ask God for strength and he'll take me to my destination. But you know what? We all make promises. Y'all started the year off making promises, didn't you? I made some pledges myself, but I didn't keep them. But I made those pledges and vows that I was going to do such and such a thing, and I still failed. But what's disturbing to me, watch out, Reverend Register, I, I, I promised my wife a trip to see palm trees. And that was five years ago. We ain't made it yet. But I, I, I'm just simply saying to us, when we, when we come down to it, if we're going to trust anybody, it ought to be Jesus. Listen, if you're going to, yes, Lord, watch out, Robert. If you're willing to trust the pilot of a plane and the one who made the plane and the cars that we drive, we jump in the car, we don't look to check to make sure every boat is tight, all the wheels are secure, we just jump in there, start the engine, and take off. And sometimes we be cruising too, buddy. I get on the freeway and I'm doing about 80 miles an hour. And I don't give no thought to the wheels coming off. I don't give no thought to the manufacturing of that vehicle. But you, you get the picture that I'm painting here. But if we're going to trust anybody, trust the one who made the plane. Trust the one who blessed the material to be here. Trust the one. We go to the doctor. He prescribed medicine for us to take. We sit there in the office. We're confident. We know our doctor by her first name or her first name. And they prescribe the medicine for us. And then you go to the pharmacist, you get the medicine, and they tell you that these are some of the adverse side effects. But we take the pill in full confidence that the pill is going to do the job that we're expecting it to do to keep us healthy. But I got news for you. In him we live. Move. And have our being. I say that again. And I'll make it more emphatic. In Jesus. We live, move, and have our being. Do you trust God more than you do human beings? Listen, how, 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 how futile it is. How vain and useless it is to trust anything and anyone more than God. Listen at the summit. This is recorded in the inspired word of God, the infallible truth that Jesus let us know in his declaration that he is the truth. Listen, in Psalms 118 and 8, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Verse 9, it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. You know, high authorities and so forth and so on. I have discovered and learned that people and things will fail you. But God will never fail you. God's word and love is unchanging in the midst of changing situations. 
Look at what we're going through concerning this coronavirus. Yes, I wear my mask as a precaution because I don't know who I'm talking to, when, where, and why, and what condition you in. So I keep the mask. I keep the mask and I take my precaution. But at the same time, I'm relying on God. I was hit and sick and afflicted by the virus, but I'm still going to wear my mask. But it's no insult to you. You do what you want to do and I'm going to do me. But at the same time, I'm still trusting God, not the mask. I'm using the mask as a utensil for a particular purpose. But I'm trusting God. I'm trusting him. And you ought to do the same. Listen, his word doesn't change. We need to understand that God's word and love is always unchanging. And it's better to trust in him. For this is our security, our protection. Psalm 46 and 1, heaven to say, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in times of trouble. We're in the season right now of this pandemic, but I call it the plague. Listen, only God honors his word. No one else, only God honors his word. Numbers 23, 19 and 20 from the King James Version. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken and shall he not make it good? Listen to what the writer says. Behold. I have received commandment to bless, and he has blessed. And I cannot reverse it. Thank you, Lord. Second Peter picks it up. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness. But he is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I'm just here to remind you that a promise is assurance that one will do or refrain from doing something specific. It is a legally binding covenant that gives the person to whom the promise is made a right to expect, get that, or a specific act or purpose. Did I get that to across to you? It's something that is expected. God promised us some things, and I'm looking to God to keep that which he promised. What about you? Are you doing that? In Genesis, we see the fall of man, and God, and the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of that tree. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely perish, or thou shalt surely die. You think God's playing with us? Behold, the wages of sin 
is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Now, what end of that spectrum are you on? Huh? I mess up sometimes. We all mess up sometimes. But I'm, 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 I'm scared of God. I reverence him. Don't get me wrong. I reverence him, but I respect his word. The word clearly says that to us. For the wages of sin is death. And sometimes death is not the physical death, but it's the consequences of your decision. I'm going to let that resonate with you for a minute. It's the consequences of your decisions. Oh, yes, Lord. I was saved back in 1962, but I got strung out on drugs in the process. Oh, I lived a horrible life. I call it the cesspool of life. The lowest of low. I was sleeping with the rats. Because of the state of my condition. That's death. I don't know what you're talking about. That's death. That was the lowest point in my life. Oh, I'm telling you all, some of y'all can relate to what I'm saying. I know you don't want to, but I'm doing it that you might glorify God for the conversion. I'm standing behind the pulpit. I'm preaching from the word of God. Look what God done for me. And you think I ain't going to praise him and tell you the truth? And he's going to make me a preacher? Woo! I thought, well, Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Watch out, Reverend Register. It's the fact. Death. Yes, Lord. Adam and Eve reflect the sinful nature of humanity by disobedience and rejection. But God demonstrates his willingness to forgive us and restore our relationship with him. God simply declares his plan to defeat Satan and offer salvation to the world through Jesus Christ. The Old Testament, yes, denotes for us in Isaiah 9 and 6. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, get this, the Prince of Peace. I'm talking about peace, not the cessation of trouble or difficulty, but it's the calmness in the midst of it. Yes, we have a pandemic going around here. Yes, the plague is sweeping across this country. But gee whiz, when you turn on the news, they're always giving you the stats of those who've died as a result of coronavirus. But what about those who've died from heart attacks, cancer? Accident, murder that's going on. The Prince of Peace. If you listen to the news, you'll be paranoid and worried all of your days. I listen to the news and I say, Lord, keep me. Lord, thank you. Every time I go and come back, Lord, thank you. 
for what you've done and kept us. And we come to the sanctuary on this day with mass murderers running around. But God keeps his angel of protection around. So I have peace. What about you? <clears throat> yes, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. In a time of great darkness, God promised the sinner light to shine on everyone who is living in the shadows of death. And we are living in the shadows of death. Jesus came to deliver all people from the slavery of sin. Yes, he come to deliver us. If you're going to trust in anyone, trust Jesus. He come to deliver us from our state and condition. Those that lived during the cross looked at the cross. They witnessed the evidence of Christ, the acts of healing, the blind, the lame, the deaf, the raising of the dead. Yes, yes, yes. We, 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 we have a record of it. Jesus' identity was obvious. He is the I am. Jesus uses the expression I am emphatically. And it's an emphatic verb in the infinite essence of both God and Christ to denote his divine nature. Before there was a was, when, where, and how God exists. Before the light and darkness appeared, God exists. Before there was even the earth, God exists. And if there's anybody that we're going to trust in. It ought to be the I am God. What you talking about, Reverend Register? Listen. This emphatic verb to be or it is I is the one true eternal God. God declaring himself as self-sufficient and self-existent. The I am is self-declaration by Jesus identifying himself as God in the flesh. Oh, I love that scripture in the beginning, John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the word, the complete expression of God. What you talking about? The excellency of God expressed through human flesh. Watch out, Reverend Register. Yes. And look at him in verse 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld the glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father full of grace and truth. Oh yes, thank you Lord. Those that lived after the cross looked back. Yes, at the cross. Because of God's love, everybody has an open invitation to God's kingdom. But this invitation is conditional. I'm going to say that again. It is to everyone, but, <laughs> yes, 
It has conditions. What? Because God's kingdom is exclusive. You must be certified to qualify. I'm going to say that again. You must be certified to qualify. What are you talking about, Reverend Register? These are Christians who have confident trust in the recorded evidence of our salvation. Yes, for as many as are led, read it in Romans, the eighth chapter, verses 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And that 16th verse, the Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. We have a sonship, kinship relationship with God certified or sealed by the power of the Holy Ghost upon our lives. So I just can't do anything no more. Watch out, Reverend Register. I got to act a little different. I don't got to. I am going to act a little different because the Holy Spirit has fellowship with me. That's why you're here today. Am I correct? Listen, at Paul, in that 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians from the King James Version, let me read these four verses to you, beginning at verse 1. Moreover, brother, when Paul declares this, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also we are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. That's the whole purpose of preaching the gospel today. For I deliver unto you, first of all, that which I also receive, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scripture, the record, the infallible word of God, the inspired word of God that man wrote as they were moved by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scripture. So I invite your attention to our text where Jesus in discourse with his disciples. But it really begins in that 13th chapter where he clearly states his purpose for coming. In that 13th chapter, John penned these words in that first verse. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own, which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. Jesus is getting ready for the cross. You see, the earthly ministry of his work was not finished yet. He had a date on Calvary, and it was rapidly approaching. So as his earthly ministry was reaching his close, he was in discourse with his disciples and he had told them that he was getting ready to leave them. Now they were witnessing the mighty works of Jesus in healing all sorts of people with illness. 
He blessed the lame to walk again. He healed the woman of her blood disease. He opened blinding eyes. They witnessed these things. They witnessed Jesus feeding 5,000 with five barley loaves of bread and some fish. As our pastor say, he gave them fish sandwich. They seen these things. They seen how powerful Jesus is. But now he tells them he's about to depart. I can kind of understand when Peter was distraught and he was discouraged. And he said to Jesus, no, no, that's in that third, 13th chapter, around the close of the verse. But he realized that all these 12, Peter would disown him three times. He realized that Judas was a traitor. Yes, he, he realized that Satan was at work against him, all of them, and all the disciples would waver in their faith. The increasing weight of this revelation greatly depressed them. So he went to that 14th chapter, and John records this. To comfort the disciples, Jesus gave them several promises, and he made his divine declaration. He gave the assurance, as believers, you are going to heaven. You have the privilege of prayer. You have the Holy Spirit. You enjoy the Father's love. You know that God is present. And you have the gift of peace. And his disciples believed him. They heard his words and they heard him make his promise. And he made at least five promises. Number one, in verse two of that 14th chapter, I go to prepare a place for you. Number two, in that third chapter, I will come again and receive you unto myself. And the third one, is in that 13th verse, it, and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do. And number four, in the 16th verse, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you a, another comforter to abide with you forever. And finally, number five, I will not leave you comfortless. Jesus makes it clear that the way to eternal life, though unseen, is secure as you trust in him. <clears throat> yes, Lord, he has already prepared the way to eternal life. And the only issue is our willingness to believe in his promises. There are a few verses in scripture that describes eternal life 
And these verses are rich in promises that we cannot <coughs> overlook but look forward to eternal life because Jesus promised it. I know I'm right about it. All who believe in him, I will not tell you, I will not rely on anybody else other than the authority of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I look and I pen these words from Dr. Willis Criswell. He states, where our trials come, or when our trials come, when we feel pain and suffering, when our tears flow, yes, it is our joy to lift our faces heavenward and to go on standing on the promises of God. Yes, I like Dr. Russell when he penned these words. He was influenced by 2 Corinthians, the first chapter and the 20th verse from the New Living Translation. For all God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. And through Christ, I can say amen. Yes, I love that song standing on the promises of Christ my King. Through eternal ages, let praise ring. Glory in the highest, I will shout and sing. Standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises that cannot fail. When the howling storms of doubt and fear assail. By the living word of God, I shall prevail. Standing on the promises of God. I'm reminded, I tell you, of a story concerning a father and his son. He said, come on, son, we need to make this journey. He set out on a journey to the mountain where he's going up to prepare a place for him. But he had his son to say, look, you stand here at the foot of the mountain. You stay right here at the foot of the mountain. I'm going to give you a light. I want you to hold the light and stay right here on the rock because the path we have to travel, travel is pretty rough and I'm going to prepare a way for you. So the boy sat there on the rock while the father journeyed a little farther in preparation. And as he made the journey and the boy sat there, night fell when the predators come out but because he had the light, he prevailed against the predators. Oh, Lord, I tell you, what a son. He stayed right there and held on to the light. The next day, there was a storm rising over the sunset. And as the storm 
wielded back and forth and beat up on the boy. He stayed right there holding the light. Night fell again and the prowlers and predators started out again. But the boy kept holding the light and it prevailed against the predators. The next day it was kind of cloudy but you could see the boy. He stood up on the rock and he saw his father coming in the distance. Glory to the Lamb of God. All I'm trying to tell you is about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who was sent here. He came down through 42 generations. Oh glory to the Lamb of God. I'm talking about that lily of the valley that bright and morning star look at Jesus coming into a sinless world for you and I opening blinding eyes healing the sick and raising the dead look at Jesus he had appointment in Gethsemane he was taken by the mob crowd look at Jesus marched all night long whipped and beat for you and I oh glory to the Lamb of God. He never said a mumbling word. He took up the cross, marched up the hill of Golgotha. He gave his hands to the nail. They ripped his feet. They hung him out there on the cross. He stayed out there on the cross. He cried these words. It is finished. He gave up the ghost for you and I. They took him down and buried him in a borrowed tomb. He stayed there three days and night, but early on the third day morning, I tell you, early Jesus rose. He got up from the grave for you and I, standing on the promises of God. And his divine declaration. Yes, Lord. Stand. As we all stand together, the doors of the church are now open. You have heard the gospel preached.